Hello and welcome to this Q&A with Apple TV Plus's The After Party. Please join me in welcoming members from this talented ensemble. We have Tiffany Haddish, Sam Richardson, Ben Schwartz, Dave Franco, and Ike Barinholtz. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for having, for having us. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the after party really became my obsession this year and kept me guessing for eight episodes. I was wrong, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I'm curious if, if any of you have any theories as to what is the enduring appeal of murder mysteries? You know, people love murder podcasts. People love trying to figure these things out. Um, this is probably the most fun I've had while trying to solve a mystery. But, but why do we love this? Why do we love puzzles? Let me answer that puzzle with another puzzle. 5.3. No, I think Riddle there's a piece of it. <laughs> Riddle me this. I think there's a piece <laughs> of it that the audience is playing along. So it's not only are you watching, but you're trying to figure something out at the same time. So you're almost playing a game within the uh, show or the movie, if it's Clue or something like that. So I think there's something fun with the idea of trying to figure it out uh, before it's given. And then at the end, going to your friend being like, I told you it was Ike. It's always Ike and stuff like <laughs> that. That doesn't really work. Yeah, that, that doesn't really work with a sitcom. You can't be like, yeah. I'm calling it right now. That job interview is not going to go well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I agree. I, I think it's the sort of, we like to exercise our minds, even if we, we, we realize it or not. You know, some, we like, like to watch sitcom because like we, we are comfortable in like knowing that the beginning, middle and end are as we can predict them. But like with why we like escape rooms and why we like uh, playing board games and doing like actual like jigsaw puzzles is because we like to, uh, our brain likes to be active and do things. And like a show like this, or, like, or, or any murder mystery is very participatory, like Ben said, but it's also with this one, it's, uh, it's participatory and it's funny and you, the characters are engaging. And with this also each person's perspective has someone who you can, either identify with or, you know, uh, empathize with. And so I think all those things combined and also uh, Chris put so many fun ciphers that it's a, it's, an, it's, a, it's a full puzzle room that you're watching for eight episodes. And even if you don't like deciphering puzzles, there's song and dance and you know? action and mm -hmm. all. There sure is. And romance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a backflip. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, you talked about how you knew it was Ike right away. Um, I'm curious, did, did any of you know who the killer was going in or did you find out in the scripts and did anyone guess it correctly? Mm. Did not. I did not guess it correctly. I Not only did I not see it coming when I was reading the script, while we were shooting it, I like forgot and like, <laughs> like I knew but like you just you were shooting non-stop with these people for so long and you just like like the day it was Ben's are we doing spoilers here or what we're you doing can, spoilers, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah if you haven't seen the show yeah, okay. at this point that's that's that's, that's like you good. just have to say spoiler that's why spoiler but like the day that the reveal the big reveal came out like I like was I was like huh <laughs> I, no, I so remember when people were surprised on set. I'm like, did anybody read their freaking size? <laughs> I, I remember the scene when when Ben and I were shooting the scene where he kills me. It was heavy. It was, it was like very heavy. Oh, oh, you're pushing me over this balcony. This is real. This is like these characters that we've grown to love, and now you're murdering. Yes. It was heavy. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yes. Also, Dave did all of his own stunts. Dave watched him, when I pushed him over the balcony. There was a stunt person right there, and Dave's like, "No, no, 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 this is for real." It sounds like a bit. He's like, "No, no, no, throw me off this balcony." So he went over like three times. Also, and three times. Did the, we did that fifteen times, dude. Fifteen <laughs> times. And then he even fell from when he does the big fall at the beginning. He was the real person on the bungee that went all the way down. Um, but it, I, Dave is so right. It was like uh, we had like a drama. We had a couple days of filming a drama together, Dave and I, because there was us getting into a real fight, then me pushing him. So it's really funny too. On the same exact day that we shot, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, the second part of the day was me like threatening Dave or telling him whatever. But you know, like when I snapped the toothpick, it was the same exact day to go from a musical number to that. Um, and it just shows how good ever, all the actors are in this show that they could just switch. Ike is an action star, and now he's, you know, a crazy husband. And and, uh, uh, Sam, who's playing Anique, was in a romantic comedy. And, like, everybody flexes all their muscles. And then Tiffany gets to be, like, the heartbeat throughout the entire thing to keep us on track. I'm curious about because you mentioned that because the the structure of the series is each episode is told from a different point of view with a different genre. Um, would you shoot the same scene over and over in different styles from day to day, or did you do each episode individually? Uh, it was a mix of both because we we had the block shoot by location. Um, so I think first we shot the high school. Uh, the, the high the high school is where we shot everything first. So mm-hmm. uh, we would kind of do like hmm, each day would be scenes from like an episode because like the lighting would be you know set up for a neat every every lighting setup was a different for each genre you know so uh certain scenes would would uh or or certain episodes would allow you to like kind of shoot more in that same day in that same genre but some scenes we would have to do back to back to back like for example uh, when I'm like doused in water, when I wake up from getting uh, from the with the uh, ski on me, and I wake up and I'm covered with beer, I had to do that one back to back to back to back to back to back to back because the setup was just so specific uh, that it it wouldn't behoove us to like kind of like change that around so much. It would, it, it's easier to change the costume, change the lighting, all in that one setup. Uh, but then sometimes you do it like three times one way and then four days later do it two times another way and then two weeks later do it one time another way. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of all over the place a little bit. Well, we were we were lucky to have Chris Miller have that all on his head because mm-hmm. he even though it was so much going on, I never felt like lost. Like, wait, what's going on? Chris just was able to say to you, okay, this is, this is Alana's episode. And remember you hate her in this and she's scared of you and, and give you context. And he's just very smart. Uh, mm-hmm. People always ask me like, what's advice? Well, what's showbiz advice? And I would just say, work with Chris Miller <laughs> or be him or be him. If you can be him. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would take that. Yeah, there's if like, you could be him. If there's like a that. being John Malkovich situation where he's Chris Miller, he's also so he's so insanely funny that if you do a bunch of different takes, you just know that him and Phil are going to pick the right ones that make the yes. show perfect. You never yes. have to worry; they always have your back. It's an incredible feeling. It's a great relationship to have with directors and producers. Yeah, so especially was- like on the, on this as well, where like there's so much improv as well, uh, but it's improv on on rails. So like because you can't mess with the story structure because it's a murder mystery so every clue is important to be there and every 
you know, every scene has something that even if we didn't know what the the little like clue or or cipher was, because there's so many things in there, I was like, oh, that was a clue. I didn't even know that until like Reddit found out. But there's so many things that were like so specific. So it takes a genius director to allow us to play because he has all these like brilliant like actors and funny improvisers and all this to play with each other and like find new things, but also like uh, siphon it and guide it to the right place so that it fits within the, the structure of what it needs to be. Yeah, uh, I'd say a near impossible I, task, but he did it. I, I, remember, I remember watching the first episode uh, and there's that scene with you and Zoe on the bleachers and there's a flashing red light behind you. And I was like, guys, you guys didn't want to get rid of that distracting flashing red light. And I realized, oh, this is a clue that tells us that Ike's not the killer in Morse yeah. code or whatever. And it was just like, wow. these guys are geniuses. That's yeah. Brilliant. Um, key to the show is obviously the chemistry between all these characters. It's, it's so much fun. And obviously that seems very real. Tiffany, this is like the third or fourth time you've worked with Ike. Was that part of the appeal of the role? No, I didn't even know Ike was hired. I was actually quite upset. <laughs> uh, I was like, what? I got to work with him again? Oh. No. <laughs> I was really excited. When I found out Ike was doing it, I was like, oh, I know I'm going to have fun with this guy. And then when I found out Ben was on and Sam, I knew I was going to have a good time. Yeah, I've worked with Ben before, too, and in Doug comedy shows and stuff with him. And then Sam and I, we've been at parties together, pop locking and break dancing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did the worm. And, and, and when I finally got to meet Allison, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I know your brother. No one understands that joke because you can't see that it says Allison <laughs> on my screen. <laughs> now they know. I, I wanted to check some people because you guys keep referring to me as Tiffany, and I and I want to know. I want you all to know that I identify as Queen of the Universe now. Mm-hmm. I can right. see here. Yes. Okay. That's yes, yes, how yes. I identify. So it's, I would such like such a huge responsibility. Is all. Her Highness, if you will, please. Thank you. Yes. Well, I know this is a comedy, but it's so many other things as well. And you all have to be truly believable in these roles. These are really great performances. So I'm curious if you did anything special or new to research and prepare for these characters. Uh, for, for example, your, your highness, you're really convincing as a detective. Like, it feels like you walked out of like, you know, one of the Law and Order shows. Um, how did you sort of prepare for this role? Well, um, first of all, I watched a lot of First 48 and um, uh, Discovery ID um, episodes, watched a lot of interviews with um, police. um, I experienced um, some interviews with them as well. Um, I went ahead and called some of my old um, detective friends uh, from, you know, my days in the community and uh, reached out to them and got some of their, uh, you know, their tips. And then I realized I want to be the detective I want to see like that. If I had to be investigated, who would that person be? Who would I want to be investigating me? And so that's what I brought to the table. Did you shoot this prior to massive weight of unbearable talent? Would you also play a, a law enforcement officer? Um, yeah, this was uh, prior to. I always think about roles feeding into other roles. Oh, I'm lying. I'm lying. No, because, you know, we, it split up into two sections. So it was before. And, and then, yeah, I shot a portion of Massive Weight uh, before and then the rest after. Mm-hmm. You're a much better detective in After Party 
Um, uh, but that was because Ike was your partner in the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was a CIA agent. They're That's right, true. Big difference, big difference. One's nosy as hell and a snitch. <laughs> the other is nosy as hell and a hero. Very true. For the rest of you, was there any other special preparation you had to take on? I mean, Ben and Dave, I, I wasn't aware you guys could sing so well. Oh, my goodness. Dave, you want to go first? You go for it. Um. So what we did, uh, and then Sam had a little bit of this as well, uh, and Jamie did a little bit for a while, but um, my prep consisted of uh, um, choreography rehearsals, which I've never done in my entire life. And then um, Kat Burns did our choreography, who did Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, who's incredible and a wonderful choreographer. It makes you feel safe when I'm like, I don't, I've never done this before. She goes five, six, seven, eight, and we're off to the races. And it's also working with dancers, which is something incredible, which I hadn't done before. Fiora Cutler was my vocal coach so that she could teach me how to like hit the notes in a precise way. So I came in there with a little experience in singing, but never really dancing before and having people who really were guiding us. So it was the first time I've ever done that. And um, like the, the process of singing and dancing at the same time is so much harder than I could have imagined. And then there are dancers behind us that are just killing it time after time, unbelievable dancers. And so it's like, you're just trying your best to keep up and they, they have your back. So that was, the prep was so different for me because I've never had to do like all that stuff and learning the songs and being able to, you know, mouth them and dance at the same time. Um, but listen, I, I had to do three. Dave Franco, I think in the end, sang 152 tracks. <laughs> <laughs> what was the it process was, for you, Dave? Yeah, so when, when Chris first called me about the role, he was telling me that it's a famous pop star, but don't worry, you don't have to do the singing. We'll bring someone else in to do that for you. And I told him, wait, let me let me try this. And if you know, if I fall on my face, we can then bring in bring in the ringer. But uh, essentially it was supposed to be just one song, uh, but we had such a great time and I got so into it that we recorded an entire EP and two music videos. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but like Ben said, they, they surrounded us with all the best people where we just, we couldn't fail. And, um, I think that's all I have to say about that. I was about to run on for a while, but I'm going to, I'm going to end it there. For a while. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, to get into a character of a divorce guy, I separated with my wife. <laughs> I heard about this. Mike. And you separated yeah. for the whole shoot, which was quite for a bit the of whole time. shoot. Yeah, yeah. I moved into the garage. I was up in the garage, posted up there and wow. we didn't talk and, but we're back now. It's great. She loves the show. She gets it. She I understands why. The kids is the thing. They loved it. They, they didn't they, listen. It was a really rough four months, but when yeah, they saw the show and they saw they why it. I made that sacrifice, they, they were so supportive of their dad. <laughs> and you're playing a, you're playing a, a drug dealer for your next movie. So what kind of process are you doing for that? I, 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 I'm, I'm very deep into it. Give me one second. Yeah, I got it. I got the shit. Oh, he is, he's dealing drugs. <laughs> okay. He's literally oh, dealing drugs. Two, two hours. Thank you. Uh, two sorry, hours for what? Sorry, sorry, two hours thing. for what? What would you I have to, to deal drugs in I two have, hours? I, no, I'm meeting someone in two. I don't want to get into it. That's a separate thing. But uh, okay. the, that project is going great. Right? <laughs> but Ike, you, you do have a challenge in this, this show because you're playing this guy that he can't be, you know, a, a cardboard cut out of a character. Like we start off really not liking him, but by the end, like I really, I really liked him. I have to say, I, I empathize with him. Um, and he has like a, re a really nice arc. Like how do you sort of walk that balance between, you know, making someone a, a lovable loser, but real? Yeah. It's just like me in real life. Like at first you're like, oh, but then I wear you down and you're like, I like that guy. 
<laughs> and I think that's I think I think that's kind of actually true for Brett, where at first you're just like, oh, God, this guy is such a douche. He's so obsessed with himself and and just sees himself so differently than he is. But then you kind of see why he's doing it. And it's it's just to try to hold on to that great moment he had in his life and it's over and he can't hold on to it. You can't hold on to the past. Um, but but by the end, you 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 kind of can't help but uh, but but like the guy. Was that by design? Did you did you work with Chris on that or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it, like I said, the character he is just he's a douche. Like he's just he's just super <laughs> aggro, and and I just think if I if we didn't try to kind of you know, and again, it was in the script. Chris really layered it in, like it's his daughter. He is holding on to that. Um, but if you didn't have that, and it was just kind of a one note character you would just kind of be like who cares but in the end you're kind of invested to see I me mean, in the end he's such a nice guy he's like don't worry honey uh i'm gonna take care of our daughter and you go off and have sex with sam <laughs> an ink with an ink no you said sam in the show he said sam <laughs> sam you, you really have to not only ground the story but center it as the lead and pull off the light rom-com genre at the same time did you prep by watching you know i've compared I, me and several other people have compared you to tom hanks in this but did you oh, watch the rom-com? i love that yeah. Uh, I did. I watched. I, I, I watched. Uh, you know, sort of the, the those rom com. Like I, I watched. Uh, You've got mail. <laughs> one of my favorites of his. Uh, and, I, and I watched some Ben Stiller sort of rom coms as well. So that, that sort of like to 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 find that like sort of affable but like semi sarcastic tone. You, you know. Uh, so so he's he's uh, put upon but able to like. Uh, I don't like, but but able to like barb a little bit so that you can still root for him. So he's not a full geek who's like completely pushing the edge because like then you you have a hard time. Then it's it's such an underdog come from behind story. You can't follow him, and then you can't also empathize there. So it was a hard thing to kind of like play that through line because like also Anik is the audience's entrance into the story as well. His story is first, so like he's also like seemingly the most reliable narrator. So like to sort of play that, but then also play the genre of rom-com and have like those like sweet, neat, cute moments. And and also like so much of that is on Zoe, how how brilliant of a scene partner and an actor she is. Uh, it was, was a, a fun sort of exercise and challenge. But also like to, to like, Anika has the benefit or, or also the challenge of like showing up in everybody's story like in, in a like semi-significant way. So the story play those things that, and like like what he is to each person was like a fun exercise. Like even to, to rap in Ben's uh, episode, I had to like rap, but not as Sam, which would be like super cool and you know, really hard. Uh... I had to rap as a Neek, so it had to be like a little nerdy. But like really though, like, like, <laughs> like jokes aside on that, like to rap, it had to be like as a Neek, you know what I mean? So that was like a challenge. Cause like, I don't, I don't rap first off, and like your instinct is always to be hard when you do that because like it's you know um, unless unless it's like weird out you know like that, 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 it, it, it's it's about bravado and and that's but that's not what his thing was so so that's one challenge is weird uh, out not considered hard not that's anymore insane. he's changed by the way tone sam that's insane remember running with scissors <laughs> oh, i mean you're right you're right uh, i take it back 
Uh, maybe the third most hardcore rapper then. Because uh, what was it? Uh, Drake isn't a hardcore rapper. Mm-hmm. Drake? Drake. I thought yeah, but Drake, but Drake is a lover boy, you know, but like, but he's also not a geek. You know what I, you know what I mean? Oh, many, well, hey, don't, don't get me on here quoting that Drake is whatever. Ladies, don't you do that. <laughs> Janelle, just Drake, the takeaway, Drake. the takeaway is Sam Richardson <laughs> thinks Drake is a loser. That's the yeah, fine. And tell him to come find me. Uh-oh. Wow. I did it. That's it. Wow. He's going to make a song about that. Toronto versus Detroit. You heard it here first. You heard it here, folks. Wow. We have it. <laughs> Not Does anybody, between... anybody else wants to call out? Ike, do you want to call anybody? <laughs> um, uh, no, He's calling no, out no. T.I. He's been talking yeah. mess about T.I. lately. Yeah, yeah T.I., Tip, I'm, 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 I don't He'll find you anymore. on stage. He will. He actually <laughs> will. Yeah, no, I, I'm not calling out anyone. <laughs> Sam, you mentioned Zoe, and this cast is just, in addition to the people we have here, it's just so fantastic. You have Alana Glazer, and, and Tiffany, I love your scenes with John Early. You, oh, I, I want to see more. John Early is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funniest. What were some of your other f- uh, favorite scene partners? Well, for me? Yeah, sure. Let's start with oh, you. well, you named everybody. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I'll give a shout out to the great Kelvin Yu. Oh, uh, so funny. Who yeah. played oh, yeah, Ned. Funniest who on the text is, chain, too. Yeah, funniest on the text chain. And just Ned was such a funny character. It was, it was very funny pitching lines for him on set just because he, <laughs> he was like one of those guys who's like, who talks a lot of shit, but the second his wife's there, he's he's just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so shout I think out Jamie to also, Jamie Demetrio, who we talked about, I think oh, he's, he can he could do something which I find is so amazing, where he doesn't have to say a word and he can mm-hmm. make the entire audience laugh. Mm-hmm. And, and when I when I watched the show, when he ever he would trip and we would laugh while watching it, I would like rewind it just to watch him do it again. Like yeah. I I think he's so talented. He's the funniest physical comedian I've ever worked with by yeah. a pretty vast Definitely. margin. Yeah. Yeah. And even Aiden though he's too is so mm-hmm. so funny. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Dave, what What's about that? You? Hmm? the best did you say? Go on, <laughs> go on Tiffany. <laughs> Uh, Dave, for you, you get to work with like Channing Tatum and Will Forte as your co-stars. Um, what was it like to shoot those fun little, you know, cutaways? It was amazing. Uh, I, I want to make those movies for real. We, those, those scenes on the page were just a couple lines and we, you know, especially with the, the Hall and Oates scene, we ended up shooting that for like four hours. We just couldn't stop. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's like when you're working with with Phil and Chris, they just give you so much leeway. And so they were just like, hey, um, all right, do something where you're talking about how he has the mustache, but you want the mustache. And so, like, you know, I'm taking my long blonde hair and like putting it over my my lip and like showing him how good the mustache would look on me. And it just it was real silly. But <laughs> we um, if if uh, if our dreams came true, we would make the feature length version of oh, that. Film. Oh, if there was a mm-hmm. hungry, hungry hippos movie, I would. Oh, my God. In that movie as the, the asshole who's like. Listen, my daughter's 16th birthday is happening, and we have a surprise for her, and nothing can go wrong. Do you two idiots understand me? Also, I feel like Chris, uh, uh, Phil and Chris did not have to go as hard as they did with VFX on that tiny little thing. They have like a full-on hippopotamus. They like have an orb. No, that orb. I, when I watched it, I was like, 
This is this is amazing. <laughs> that it it would be difficult for me to do a feature like version of that because I I chose an accent that I don't even know what it is. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> and it almost hurts my face to try to do it. So Yeah, I heard some of the guys from uh, Peaky Blinders saw your heard your accent and was like, "What is he saying?" <laughs> <laughs> Guys from Peaky Blinders love the after party, by the way. Huge they hit do. Peaky Blinders crowd. Great kissers. <laughs> uh, you know, they say never work with children or animals, but uh, Ike, you have a young scene partner who's, I guess your primary scene partner, Everly, who plays uh, Zoe and Brett's daughter, and she's fantastic. Yeah, we're both both great young actors, both of us. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, Everly's great. Everly was really fun. She, she, she was, uh, you know, she's like one of those kids who's just like a real pro, you know, like you'll be sitting with her and she'll be like, you know, Jennifer Gardner gave me some really good advice um, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, and, uh, but she's, she's, uh, she's so great. And she truly looks like if, if Zoe and I had a daughter, that's exactly what she would look like. Mm -hmm. So good, 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 good casting. Right she there. was giving me acting tips while um, I was doing the interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? Everly. Yeah, um, I'm keeping that close to my heart. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With from the mouth of babes, you learn that you can do better. <laughs> <laughs> was, was she ever intimidated by any of you? I mean, I don't know if she's seen Girls no. Trip, but maybe some, maybe, no, maybe she didn't see girls trip but she was telling me about some of my other projects and what i should have done and could have done and i was like oh, i like that <laughs> she was explaining to me why managers get 10 percent like an hour and a half i was like oh, take even more time and she was like tell me this is why this is why even if they don't book you the gig this is why she went hard it was yeah. pretty amazing what she did it's i don't like think she was nervous about anything intelligent. very intelligent i was like oh yeah. i gotta work with this girl again she might end up being my manager also, like when I was her age, I was straight up lighting GI Joes on fire, and she is like, <laughs> "I'm with UTA. I just went to UTA. I was at CAA." No. <laughs> so, for each of you, what ended up being the most challenging part of making the series? You know, be it a particular scene, or maybe just hiding who the killer was from people who kept asking. And uh, let's start with Dave. Oh God, oh, he was around for that. What are you crazy, Janelle? Sorry, should we start with Ike? He looks like he has yeah, an answer. No, 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 he's got it. Yeah. Relax. Uh, the, the hardest part, the hardest part, I'll tell you, the, here's the hardest part. It, it, it was when we shot it, we shot this thing in October 2020 into February 2020. And it was a very bad time, right? It was a very bad time. COVID was going on. And there was just unrest. And it was just a, a really, really, really rough time. And, you know, it was a, it was our first gig back from lockdown for a lot of people and so I, I i would say the surroundings were hard and 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 it was the first time you're really coming to grips with what life is like on a set with covid where you're just wearing a mask all the time and you have to go outside if you want to drink water and stuff but but all of that aside it was i'll never forget this shoot because we managed to have an incredible time you know um sitting around with these folks for 12 hours a day for for weeks at a time in the exact same location 
<laughs> with 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 the wrong uh, group and the wrong person in charge, that can truly be a nightmare. Yeah. And uh, despite the fact that the world was kind of on fire around us, uh, coming in there every day really, really gave me uh, a lot of joy. I'm really, really grateful uh, for that time. Yeah. And let's piggyback on that as well a little bit is that because we're in deep uh, lockdown and deep COVID, we're testing twice a day and tw testing on the weekends. Uh, and then, you know, we would wear our masks and it to come to work, it was a time where when you'd call action, we'd take our masks off and we mm -hmm. get to like, uh, to, to simulate real life in a time where that didn't seem at all possible, like, like it would never happen again. It, it maybe felt like we would take our masks off and be in, in in close to each other and like living real life, you know, living pretend real life. It was invaluable. And also to get to spend time with people who, who you know, the only places you'd go, and even then you're afraid to go to like to the grocery store or whatever, because like everything was locked down. So you come and spend this time with people who you weren't, the only people who you weren't living with is who you'd see. And it was just, such a wonderful experience to get to kind of like, it, it, it drew us all so much closer, like Ike said, uh, that we all became kind of like just really fast friends. We weren't friends before. Uh, and it was just uh, uh, just like the benefit of doing that. And it was a very unsafe environment for that, which was, which was it's, it's, it's also its challenge because, you know, to like readjust and try and, and behave like whatever's happening outside wasn't happening on set was, uh, also challenged, but it's also like part of the joy of it. This was a challenge for me uh, because I'm essentially shirtless for the whole, for four to five months of shooting. I, I, I wanted to be in as good of shape as possible. And we, we, we went through the holidays and it's hard to stay in good shape through the holidays. <laughs> um, but really, I think, I think the biggest challenge for me was um, kind of what Ike was saying earlier about his character, where like my character is an inherent douche he's inherently a little unlikable he you know everyone has to hate this guy so that there's like we think there's a motive for everyone who could have killed him and so that's a huge hole for me to dig myself out of where i was like all right i gotta do justice to that you know that character has to be hateable in certain ways but i want to make him human and i want you to, you to at least understand where he's coming from and so i was able to do a little bit of that in the flashback episode where where again, he's not likable, but you see that he was kind of picked on and people didn't really like him and he just wanted to be accepted and, and part of like just the popular crowd and he wasn't. And so like, hopefully as an audience, you see all that and you're like, okay, I don't condone any of this guy's actions, but I understand why he ended up the way he did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I think uh, and tell me if you guys think it's similar. I think whenever I get a script, I always see the scenes that I kind of clock. I'm like, all right, well, this one's coming on February 1st. I'll remember, you know, like if it's a lot of dialogue or if it's like a big whatever. And those ones for me were like uh, the big confession scene. I was like really looking forward to and really excited, but also didn't want to mess it up for Chris. And also the songs for me, I really wanted to, it was funny. I, I love Chris so much. That I was like, I really want to be good for all of us and also just want to be good for him. Also, when you see how hard everybody is working uh, in their episodes, like, Ike is doing stunts in his entire episode, you know, and like everybody has huge things. You almost want it to be great. So the show remains great and everybody's hard work pays off and something like that. So I think those were the ones uh, for me, but that COVID stuff, man, Sam was one of the first people I hugged in a year. And it, it was because in a scene, I get to hug Anik. 
And then like, mm-hmm. uh, so that, and then also you look at the crew and we had a, a cameraman named Neil Bryant, who's a Steadicam operator, which means he's holding an entire camera, like mm-hmm. through, through a device called a Steadicam. And he has a uh, mask on, he has oh. goggles on, mm-hmm. he has a thing over and he, and they're not allowed to, we weren't allowed to drink beverages on stage. So if he had to cough or if he had to get a water from carrying this enormous thing, he had to run outside. So that crew, man, it was all of our first times back. And if you look at that crew, that's like, we had a magic crew. We had people working their butts the off and really also, everybody. Uh, excellent kissers. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tiffany went, and this is COVID. So Tiffany went through everybody. Yeah. Really risky. Really risky. Tiffany yeah. would kiss the cameraman. Then the COVID officer would come over and tell her not to. And then she would call her a hoe. It was. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. But you're going to get that nice swap worth. Make it, make it really worth it. Ben, did you have to lie to people when they would ask you if you were the killer? Or yes, I lied to everybody. Everybody. I didn't tell anybody that I was going that I was the killer. I literally didn't tell anybody. Not my parents. Not not my girlfriend. Not my. Oh, the best part was I didn't tell my agents or managers. Um, because and then during it, they'd be like, "Well, it can't be you because you would have had to tell us." Like, there's no way. There's no way we wouldn't have known. So, like at the beginning, when they're watching, they immediately knock me off, and then by the end, they're like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> it, was, it was great. So. That was part of the fun. And also when people are texting, it's the first show I've ever been a part of where people every week would text me like, oh, okay, no, it's like, it's like, no, 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 no. You know what? It might be Tiffany. No, 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 no. Dave jumped off himself. He wanted, he's out. He was done. So it was really fun to be a part of that where every week people would guess and see clues. And I've never been a part of that type of show where if you watch week to week, you can really compile some ideas and stuff like that. So it was very exciting. But I always tried to push them away um, when they went to me. Well, it's such a fantastic show. I want to thank you all so much for being here today. I want to remind everyone you can watch all the episodes at once or watch it again and you'll catch all those Easter eggs. Thank you all so, so much for being here today. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much.